to see y'all this weekend, man. What it looking like down there, man? I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing 60 percent, man. What, what it looking like, man? Man, listen, I don't know what the, I don't know what the festival look like. I don't know. This is my first time performing at this festival. But, uh, okay, cool, like, cool, like, cool, I'm out here in the city, man. We, we, it's a lot, it's a lot going on in the city. I heard. How's the weather, man? Right now, and it's warm. It's Welcome warm. It's to WMNF here. The voices cutting in on the that you're hearing today. I'm sorry to cut off that conversation. Um, gentlemen, good. welcome back to The Skinny here on WMNF Tampa. My name is Ray Rowe. I'm the editor-in-chief at Creative Loafing Tampa Bay. I am joined today by Tampa's only Pulitzer-nominated author, journalist, and boat captain, hey. Ben Montgomery. Uh, the Skinny's usual driver, Mitch Perry, is still exiled to Tallahassee where he was covering the legislative session for the nonprofit newsroom, Florida Phoenix. Poor guy. Um, Sorry about that, Mitch. Mitch will be back soon. Uh, next week is our fundraising drive. Um, but you might have noticed uh, that we switched up the opening song today. What you just heard was the soulful sounds of Free. That's the opening track from Goody Mob's 1995 debut, Soul Food. The pioneering Southern Rap Collective is in town this weekend for Gasparilla Music Festival. The band plays at 8 p.m. on Saturday night in Julian B. Lane Park. And members of the group will be our guests today on the program as we talk about Goody Mob's Tampa family, the band's connection to the Bay Area, and the group's future in hip-hop. But first, I wanted to introduce one of our in-studio guests, DJ Sandman. Is the godfather of Tampa hip hop. He taped every episode of the Kenny Wax Attack, or the Kenny K Wax Attack, um, WMNS pioneering program by the late great Kenny K. And uh, he went on to have his own radio show at USF's WBUL, and uh, most recently brought the sounds of local hip hop to mainstream airwaves via a 15-year tenure at 95.7 FM. The Beat um, Sandman founded Tampa's Illsboro Records. He curates the Hard Rock Cafe's Timeless Hip Hop series, and actually kicks off Gasparilla Music Festival today at 4 p.m. Sandman, it is an honor to have you in the studio today. How are yeah. you? Oh, uh, man, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you for that intro, man. It's a pleasure to be here with everybody. Um, thank you for, for the invite. Um, shout out to the Goody Mob. I'm excited about seeing them Saturday. Um, I see HF on the Zoom, too. Shout out to him. But, yeah, um, speaking of, of Goody Mob in Tampa, you know, I was doing college radio in in 94, 95, I got the LaFace sampler when they first dropped. We mm. were out here at um, Universe, 
University of South Florida breaking their records back then when they first came out, man. So yeah, I was going to say, um, wow. Wu-Tang Clan called you to, to play their record on WBUL. That's how far back that's true, uh, you that's go true. here. Met the man used to call up and ask to get his record played. Um, I know Ron Coffey wow. is listening. He is one of the first promoters to book uh, then-fledgling Goody Mob at the long shutter Tampa venues like Club Atlanta. Um, and also we have Tampa rapper H, a.k.a. Delaware, is here via <laughs> Zoom. Uh, he's what been up, in the Tampa up? scene for 20 years now, successfully ran that Cypher series at Crowbar previously. This is for the old school heads. Uh, Rock the Mic is part of uh, the Umbrella Corporation. Back in the full moon right, saloon right. days for anybody um, out there. Yeah. He is another artist playing Gasparilla Music Festival today at 7 p.m. Uh, H, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, we love our our, our um, homegrown talent, but we also need to mention uh, today our guest via Zoom, Goody Bob members, uh, Cujo um, is here. Cujo Goody, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's heading in? What's going on? How you doing today? Looks like uh, you're still in Atlanta, so probably flying in here uh, tonight, maybe. Maybe. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's yeah, see. I think uh, maybe Gip and Timo might might pop in here. Uh, I don't know if Timo's listening, but we want to give him a happy belated birthday. I don't know if he's back from Hawaii for sure. yet. For sure, for sure. Yeah, Gip probably is in the air now, flying on the way to uh, to Tampa. Right on. So thank you so much for yeah. being here, uh, Kujo Goody. Um, it's honor. an honor to have you on the air. Oh man, I'm, I'm honored, brother. Thanks for even considering it, man. Considering this, of course. Um, so what we have here. Uh, we have we want to talk about this intersection of the Dungeon family and the Tampa family, and we want to hear from our Tampa listeners. Uh, so they can call into 813-239-9663. Uh, DJ Spaceship will get you in the queue. Uh, we'll get you on the phone and on the air here. You're also welcome to text the studio today at 813-433-0. I mean, 813-433-0885. You can email DJ at WMNF.org. Let's get kind of right into it with with a goodie mob question. Um, I know one of your first big breaks was that uh, – BET stage in Daytona Beach. Uh, that performance was a long time ago. Um, but you've been mm. in Tampa a lot lately, um, headlining mm. at the Ritz. Most recently, you were here with Erica Badu, um, mm-hmm. Kilo. We were uh, at the, uh, the, Amelie, the Amelie Arena. Amelie Arena. Yep, Amelie Arena. Yeah. Correct. Uh, down there. And then uh, Kilo obviously uh, did a solo gig here in, in 19. Cujo, can you take us back to your first gigs here? How did they happen? And, and uh, why have you developed such a connection with this city? Well, you know, uh, like I said, man, shout out to, uh, to uh, King Coffee, Ron King Coffee, and uh, Big Mo's as well, you know what I mean? Because, you know, they were some of the first people that that reached out to our manager at the time, you know, Bernard Parks. And they was like, yo, man, we got to have them down here, man, at Club ATL, you know what I mean? And then, you know, Coffee brought us back, man, for uh, Club Excess, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we always had a good connection, man, with with Florida, period, man. You know what I'm saying? Because that is a part of the Dirty South, you know what I mean? So got to big up the uh, the OGs from out of there, like like Luther Campbell, you know what I mean, with Two Live Crew and Poison Clan, you know what I mean? And, and OG... Uh, and all the OGs that came up out of the out of, out of the bottom, man. So, yeah, that was definitely some of the the places that we had to come down south to really to really let the people know that we was doing something in Atlanta, Georgia. So they just spread the word, man. Listen, Sam, and uh, you know, for geographic reasons, for our, our local listeners here, can you can you explain to us where Club Atlanta was? 
Club Atlanta, that was, um, man, on Kennedy Boulevard, just outside of downtown. Mm. Um, that was definitely a staple um, for, you know, the party scene, for hip-hop music. Um, a lot of legendary groups came through there. You know, Biggie performed there. Correct. Only time wow. in Tampa that he performed, Biggie performed there. Little Kim came through. Just lots of people, mm. lots of people. Well, um, t- take us right. to Tampa in general in, in the mid-90s. What was the, what was it like? What was the scene like? Or a bit different than today. I mean, I it, it was definitely different. It, it, it was. Uh, I, I always think of it like as a fraternity. You know, there was just like this whole fraternity that was pushing all of this music, and like we were like our own little clique. But everybody was paying attention. You know, back then trying to get into clubs and hip hop in the clubs, it was crazy. Probably like it was everywhere. They didn't. They didn't see the vision, but we right. we worked hard and we made the vision happen. You know. Mm. We we worked hard at pushing that, but um, Club Atlanta was legendary. Shout out to Saudi Uptown Twenty One, then it turned into Club Atlanta. What's on, what's there right. now on Kennedy? Right now, it's like an office building or some maybe uh, maybe a cannabis building. I drove by there the other day. I don't know, what, right. but it's not a club anymore. Mm. It's not a club mm. anymore. Um, I think we was down there too at Garage. The Garage. Yeah, the Garage. Club. The Garage was downtown Tampa. That was um, another big venue where you guys mm-hmm. came through. Um, I also yeah. wanna wanna one show that I was excited about when y'all came to Tampa as well was um, when you and De La Soul played at the Masquerade in Ebor. It was Goody Mob oh, and man. De La Soul. Was this the original Masquerade on the, the original, other end of Ebor? It was the Ritz. It was it's the Ritz okay, now, but Ritz it's when now. it was called Masquerade. Um, wow. I know I know Goody was there with De La, and then they were in Orlando um, with De La and um, Fishbone as well on oh, that tour. Man. Yeah, my man H. Oh, Ringer yeah. brought that through. Um, but oh, like wow, I said, like like and then now. speaking of Ron Coffee, because <laughs> I was at USF on the on the radio there. And mm-hmm. um, that's where I met Ron Coffee originally, and I was his DJ for, for when he was dancing with his brothers. Wow! When everybody was young, mad skinny, um, and wow. we were just pushing this music out of there, man. So I was there on campus with um with my team, Ron Coffee School Lover, and we were we were playing Goody Mob records all day. You know, Goody Mob, Outkast, and Wu Tang. We were doing everything that was that was coming out at that time in the city. And was there any was there any uh, sort of turf war between Tampa and Atlanta? Like there is sometimes now, you know, this sort of. I mean, we're we're sort of brother sister cities, if you will. Right. But there's also this kind of competition. Competition, right? Were right. the scenes competitive? I mean, no, nah, not that I not that I I recall. I mean, it was really right. all love. Like we were promoting everybody from Atlanta. You know, we were right. we were we were showing love. Yeah. You know, there there wasn't really any any kind of turf war that I saw at that time. Kujo, do you remember no. if that was like a solid area of the South kind of thing? Because obviously you had 3-6, you know, uh, you guys, mm. the whole Dungeon family. But for a long time, East Coast, West Coast took up a lot of air in that conversation. I mean, even on the radio stations in Atlanta, I think they were playing a, still a lot of right. East Coast and West Coast hip-hop. So being from the South, right. did you feel like you had to kind of band together, whether it was from Florida rappers all the way up to uh, Georgia? Of course, man. That was... I think that was the that was the way that we we um, approached it. You know what I mean? Because uh, you know what I'm saying you got to give it up to the to the architects of hip hop, which was the brothers and sisters up in New York, which was doing their thing. And um, California definitely took hold to it, but that's a real big state. You know what I mean? And the support from that hometown. You know what I'm saying? Being from California, and you don't even have to leave California really to do anything. You know what I mean? 
to promote back then. And then you got Texas too, that was that was down with the independent movement, just like California was. And you know, Georgia was just kind of still searching, just still just trying to find their sound. You know what I mean? But the good part about it is that we were the little we were the little kids in it. You know what I mean? So we learned from the East Coast. We learned from the West Coast. We learned how to do, be independent from the West Coast. We learned to put substance in our music from the uh, from the East Coast, and then from the, from the Southwest. We learned we learned our swag, and then from Florida, we figured out man how to uh, the music had to be kind of like up tempo, and then man we just sat down in the dungeon with organized noise and we band together, and all of a sudden this flower comes through the concrete called Soul Food. Hmm. And Ben, you know, you, you took us into the '90s here, and I, I kind of want to stay there. H, what about you? You were from that East Coast scene before coming down here. How did how did the music of Goody Mob um, arrive at your doorstep, and how much did it influence the way you approach your craft, and how does it influence what Gasparilla Music Festival folks are going to see tonight on stage when when you hit the stage? I mean, coming up from my area, I was closer to the uh, to the Philly area, and. Um, we got we got we got a lot of we got the commercial stuff up there. We got a lot of other commercial hits, and they were definitely bangers, man. The Dungeon Family, like um, my biggest, my biggest, <laughs> the the Cool Breeze joint. The, uh, oh man, watch for the hook. Oh, oh yeah. Listen, that had to be one of my all time favorite beats to rap over, all time, all time. I got like at least three different freestyles through the last ten years over that joint. Wow! But wow. yeah, yeah, that's still one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorites. But yeah, Dungeon Family, man, it was huge. It was huge, man. And it was like we got to see the rise of you know, um, like the outcasts and everybody just naturally. You know what I'm saying? Like just through the '90s and just seeing the transition of hip hop and. It was a big thing because, you know, when they got on the on the stage, like the South got something to say, it was like, oh, we kind of forgot about them because mm-hmm. we were so we were so far in the mix with the uh, East and West. You know what I'm saying? Like we were still hearing the, the music from um, from the South, but the, the, the major, you know, sounds was coming. But man, listen, after that, it was like, all right, we up now. We up. <laughs> so from there, you know, it was like, and then I moved here. I moved out here in 2004, and I feel like since 2003, the South has been had the game in the chokehold. Why did Why did Atlanta outshine other Sunbelt cities in in the early mid 90s in terms of hip hop? I mean, I can't answer that. I was still I was still in the early in the 90s. I was still up there, so I was engulfed with the Jay Z and Beanie Siegel. The, that whole underground mixtape movement, the biggies in the nineties, like I was I was way immersed in that. Like only time we I would we were really here the South is like Rap City and you know, other, you know, stuff like that. But they was all like even the West Coast. Like I would I remember the first time I heard E forty and I was just like, What is this? It's yeah, different. and and I'd be curious if, from Cujo if he even felt like he was shining from down there because you know the Dungeon family, the Dungeon is a real place, but also metaphorically, I think did you did you feel like you were still scrapping that you did outshine uh, people on the East Coast as the South was rising? His mic is muted. Uh, I'm gonna unmute you here, uh, Cujo. Uh, man, to be honest with you, man, um, our whole drive <clears throat> was to. Just put that flag up and let people know, hey, we down here. We down here. It's not just 
uh, strip club music. We got other type of music with substance in it too. You know what I mean? So I think mm -hmm. what we were right. mainly focused on, man, is just really trying to um, make sure that our craft was 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 manicured because. You know what I'm saying? When somebody coming out, man, and they got albums and they on the radio, man, they stuff is sharp. You know what I mean? I, you don't hear no mess ups, man, no no background out of order of nothing, man. So it's almost like, man, we didn't really have time to really be like in a in a type beat because we were still trying to get out and make ourselves known down here. Well, organized noise came with that sound with 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 uh with outcast with Southern Playlist and Cadillac music. Right. When that album dropped, we talking about real music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, right, I'm right. talking about live bass, drums. I mean, these guys put that their soul into it. You know what I mean? And it was just only right that we complement that. So just being students, man, good good students of the game, man. And just really um once we figured out how to make hits, how to make records, because we wasn't really like a freestyle city uh, like that. You know what I mean? I think we was focusing on making records. And that's why I got to shout out um, the Face Records, L.A. Reed and Babyface, for having that major record label down in Georgia for people like me, you know what I'm saying, and Goody Mob and, and Outkast to, to, to showcase their talent because that was an R&B record label. Yeah, and I feel like, like you could still... Like, oh. Can you Go still ahead. hear Babyface telling you a song is not a song until there's a hook in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm saying that's that's artist development, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we ain't got that no more. You know what I mean? So right. I can remember they, them teaching us skills in interviewing. So when you interviewing, you know what I mean? You could do this and say this. I always have something to say. So I think we had that advantage. We had an advantage over a lot of other people. Right. But look at it. Let's look at the South now, man. They don't figure it out. They know how to make records, and they're selling records. You know what I mean? Right. Outcast with ten plus platinum, diamond. Yeah, they're the biggest selling hip hop album of all time right now. Outcast. I mean, I think yeah. when Andre, even when Andre but, um, put the flute album out, it was to, to add to that kind of what he said is as far as you know, Atlanta and their sound taking over and blowing up before Florida. So he he made a lot of good points because. Out of Florida, you know, we had Luke, of course, and he was a visionary. When Luke started, he was a promoter. He was bringing the East Coast artists and yeah. West Coast artists to Miami before. That's how he discovered wow. Two Live Crew and put the group together. You know, that's what he was doing. And they were playing wow. records from everybody. So shout out to Luke and yeah. people like Jam Pony Express. Because oh, they, were, they were legendary here in Tampa, you know. But, but as Cujo said... Um, a lot of a lot of the stuff that we heard was strictly party music, you know, mm -hmm. like that's what the masses heard. We just heard all that bass and party music and it ran all of the clubs. Right. And then and then when Atlanta came out with Dungeon Family, um, you'll even hear you'll even hear um, Andre talk about it, like how they were influenced by a Tribe Called Quest and these other mm -hmm. artists. And then they just right. took those influences from everywhere. Right. And they put that soul and substance into their music. Right. You know, so it Man. just it just touched people different. <laughs> and that was getting, you know, like Ace said, the um Rap City, MTV, everybody was getting exposed to all that substance. Where in Florida, it was we had we had the party movement, the bass movement, but it mm -hmm. wasn't getting 
a lot of love in other cities. It did good in Atlanta, but the rest of the country, they weren't playing, um, I don't know, a lot of Luke records or the dogs. Trick Daddy right. back then. Back then they weren't. You know, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, definitely ran the clubs in Florida. Definitely ran the party scene. Bass. They weren't playing a lot of bass like that. You know what I mean? They couldn't they couldn't get past the bass. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so like the radio and the other outlets weren't weren't pushing that heavy. I mean, we we ate it up here. The clubs, the party scene loved it, but it didn't transition all across the country because it was just party music and that was it. You're hearing the voice right now of DJ Sandman. He's one of our guests in the studio here on The Skinny. We're also joined via Zoom by Cujo Goody of Goody Mob, which is performing Saturday at Gasparilla Music Festival here in downtown Tampa. H is also joining us by Zoom. He's a Tampa rapper. Uh, he plays tonight at 7 p.m. And I should say Sandman kicks off GMF today um, at 4 p.m. I want to talk about the future a little bit real quick, but you just kind of alluded to it, um, Sandman, how much uh, this city was eating eating up this music from the Dungeon family and how it couldn't get it, it enough of it fast enough. Um, how does a club scene look today compared to the one back in Club Atlanta, Club Excess, when those kind of places were in Tampa? I mean, the, the music the music changed, so the, the clubs changed. You know, it's not, it's not as much dancing going on as it's not as much partying. It's more like, you know, hanging out, getting a section, showing you got money. Back in, the, mm. back in the 90s, we just came to have fun and enjoy the music, you know? Um, but it, it, the scene's definitely different, but, you know, you still throw on, you know, black ice, you still throw on classic <laughs> records and people go crazy, you know, like the radio right. used to like kill those records here. So they, they're still, so it still resonates when, when you play. Yeah, yeah definitely. Are definitely. you going to play any of that tonight? Definitely. Oh, I mean, they're yeah. performing tomorrow. I might touch one or two records just, just to let the crowd know that, um, you know, sure. this is what's in, in store for tomorrow, but I want to let them do them tomorrow and present their music, you know. You just identified this really interesting transition uh, uh, from, you know, sort of the party scene to the more kind of like flamboyant, like Instagrammable, here's how much money I have uh, vibe Uh, in in some clubs. Did the music follow the culture or did the culture follow the music in that regard? Or or did they go at the same time? You know, it was... Ujo, I'd, I'd love Ujo, to hear your yeah. thoughts on, on that. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I, I do know back then we had, you know, big clubs. Like, they performed at the garage. And, you know, you could fit 1,500 people in there or more. And there would be that many people there even if there wasn't an artist. They were just there to hear the music, hear the DJs, and, and party. Like, now it's a lot more smaller, VIP intimate movies. lounges. Yeah. It's like lounges. Cabanas. Yeah, we don't have giant clubs where there's just 1,000 people coming just to hear the music. You know, today mm. in the city mm. that I see, you know, and H can attest to that too because he's been in the club scene here as well since he moved down here. I, mean, I, was, I was a kid on change. the street of Seventh Avenue. My dad would have to, my mom would be pulling my dad out of, uh, you know, Full Moon Saloon. And I know H <laughs> right. was around in uh, <laughs> Ebor um, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing that. Hey, I, I want to move it to the future a little bit. I want to use this uh, question. Cujo, thinking <laughs> about the past, you know, thinking about Sixth Sense, uh, you know, Big Gip, uh, you know, Raymond Murray, Organized Noise. We're talking a little bit about that. Sixth Sense was this kind of southern version of Public Enemy down south, right? And uh, right. We, got, we got a lot of bands now, you know, thinking of They Hate Change, advancing this Gulf Coast um, sound. Tom G just holding down the Juke thing mm-hmm. um, and kind of Juke evolving with like artists like Big Brit um, um, and whatnot. And obviously our connection to the digital underground but um in your ears and, and eyes Cujo, as, as you look around the country is there a crew of artists operating today that reminds you maybe of a different version of goody mob like you guys were looking up to you know public enemy and stuff 
when you listen to music, who can you hear Goody Mob in? in? Hmm, man, that's a good question. Um, you know, Goody Mob is probably like the last of the four man group. You know what I mean? It's just really either solo or, or dynamic duo going on now. You know what I mean? But um, I would say it's a few artists down here, man, that's like J.I.D., you know what I'm saying, with, with uh, Spillage Village. Shout out to be going clean out, you know what I mean? And um, Earth Game, they was, mm-hmm. Earth Game was kind of a little bit close to Outkast and Goody Mob, you know what I mean, um, yep. down here. But uh, like I said, man, you know, a lot of people not doing doing the group thing, you know what I'm saying, anymore because, I, well, this is just my opinion, you know what I mean, because you do see the things on TV where you got the solo dolo, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, doing what they do, you know what I'm saying, which is, you know, which, which is all, all these rappers have been flamboyant. You know what I mean? Eric B and Rakim, they was rocking the big, fat, chunky <laughs> gold ropes, you know what I mean? So LL Cool J, so and the dapper dancers. You feel me? Right. Troop suits and everything. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it was a it was a time in hip hop where that was going on. You know what I mean? But just like it, it just need a little balance. You know what I mean? I mean, people do need to be able to come home and let down their hair and put a song on that make them dance or make them feel a certain way. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's about the balance right now. You know what I mean? And I think that's what. That's what we need. I think that's probably what it's going to go back to, because right now, you see the legacy artists artists right now are kind of like on, at demand right now. You know what I mean? Because they know that what kind of music they're going to bring, what type of people they're going to bring, what type of vibe they're going to bring, opposed to you bringing some other young brothers in there, man. You don't know what type of vibe, you know what I'm saying, that's going to come through there. You know what I mean? But it's, it starts with the music. You know what I mean? It starts with the music. And um, I got to shout out Lil Baby because Lil Baby been doing his thing. He's been carrying the torch for Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? And the Migos, you know what I'm saying? They brought a whole different sound. So I just think that, you know what I'm saying, just for Atlanta just being held back so long, they was just brewing and brewing and brewing, and so much talent was down here. Once the ceiling was broken, you know what I'm saying? Everything was going everywhere, and then the majority of the stuff was some quality music, too. You know what I mean? And we got a phone call here. Uh, Ray from Lakeland uh, wants to say something to Cujo. Can we get, let's get him on the air here. Ray, hey, Ray. You okay. Ray, you're on. Ray, you there? Can you hear us? Ray? Maybe mm-hmm. not. Uh, we definitely want to hear from listeners, though. Call in 813-239-9663. DJ Spaceship will get you in queue. You're welcome Dang. to text us. Oh, Ray. There's Ray. There he is. Nope. Maybe. Ray, are you there? Mm-hmm. Can you hear us, hey, while we wait, Hey, while we wait for Ray, can I ask Kujo a question real quick? Absolutely. This is the voice so, of H, who's playing tonight at Gaspar Music Festival, 7 p.m. So do you think that the uh, the labels have something to do with the big groups not being formed anymore because of how, you know, the artists kind of break up to want to do their solo thing. And, you know, rather than, you know, when you, when you're young and you coming up, it's just you and the homies. Well, to, to what you're saying is that's kind of like how Goody Mob was like me and Timo, we the four founders of Goody Mob. We, we the one that came up with Goody Mob. We knew we knew Gip and we knew CeeLo and we was all friends. You know what I mean? We went to the same school. So but we all had 
individual projects. You feel what I'm saying? But it was an yeah. idea from a brother named Ian Burks. He was like, man, why don't you guys just get together? That way all y'all can come out at the same time. You know what I mean? Everybody can feel the flavor. You know what I mean? So it's, I don't even think it's like that. It's like right now with, with, with these DSPs out, man, you can load your own music up, man. You just got to get, you just got to get some guys that's on the same, on the same thought process. Our thought process was, man, we got to break ground for Atlanta, man. You know what I mean? We had a common goal. You know what I mean? We want to put Atlanta on the map. Uh, man, we want to make sure New York recognize that, you know what I'm saying, people from the South, not as stupid as you think they are. You feel what I'm saying? So that was our common goal. So if you got a group of guys that's with the same goal, you can make it happen. It's just like a team. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? That, that everybody's on the same, supposed to be on the same wavelength, the same thought process, and you can get that thing done. But um, but like I said, it's just so much, so much flashy going on where it's like I could do it by myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't really mm -hmm. need nobody. I mean, people can't do that. You know what I mean? But I thought it was always an advantage for me being in a group because I can hear what Gip thinks and hear what T thinks, hear what CeeLo thinks. Then I can go ahead on and, and, and get my thought process together. And it was and uh, competitiveness. You know what I mean? You need that. Yeah. Got to have bring out best in you. And we know Timo. So, Timo is the most competitive one in Goody Mob. I think he's bringing the golf clubs to, to Tampa too. I think. Oh yeah, he's definitely, <laughs> he definitely with I the think, golf man. I think we, we got Ray. Ray. We got Ray back on the phone. I think. You okay. with us, Ray? Hey, uh, Ray, are, are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, hey, sir. Ray. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. Get a comment for Cujo? Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to uh, say thank you to the brother because, uh, in my opinion. Everybody who tried to start a group out the south was um, was following uh, organized noise, good and mob, outcast, uh, because they 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 brought context to the black experience. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? They they had a they had family values. They had uh, their, their faith. They put their faith in their music, and all of that matters so much. What Uncle Luke did, uh, Brother Luther Campbell did. He, he he brought the noise. He 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 get, he got the attention on Florida and, and on the South. But what they did, they really brought the they brought the culture to a higher level. So my question was, um, how do you go about uh, teaching your children the values that you taught the rest of the rest of the world? How how do you uh, try to change things in, in Georgia and, and across the country for the people that you love to to keep the culture? On a positive note, that's my question. I want to thank you again. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. That's a good question, Ray. That's a good question, man. Um, what I do is, and I'm thankful, man. I've been married for like 25 years, so I I got help. You know what I'm saying? I got help. You know what I'm saying? So, and I have I have four boys, and all four of them are in college. They're in their early 20s and in mid 20s. You know what I mean? So. Her and I is still instill some type of value in them, some type of some type of spirituality in them, so it would stay with them. You know what I mean? So in turn, we put in out how can I say it? We put in out good people. You feel what I'm saying? So what what you put in people is what's gonna come out. So we just knew, man, that we had to take our music back to our parents back then at that time. You know what I mean? And yeah. And for my mama to hear me saying a song like 
Uh, uh, Riding down the street smoking endo. You know what I mean? She'd be like, that's, that's what y'all were doing? That's what y'all been doing? You know what I mean? So, you know what I'm saying? This, this, George is just kind of different. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just kind of different, man. Civil rights movement, home of Martin Luther King. So we, we definitely had... We definitely had history. We definitely knew who we were. Yeah. So we didn't really have to come on and um come on and, and, and put other stuff out there. Even though of course we some we some hood guys. We like having a good time. We done been through clubs and seen some things, but that's not what was that's not what was uh called for us to do at that at that particular time. So man, we was just trying to lead by example, man. That's that's what that that's what I could say, just lead by example. And that's the voice of Cujo from Goody Mob. Goody Mob plays Gasparilla Music Festival tomorrow night at 8 p.m. The festival kicks off today at 4 p.m. with DJ Sandman, who's also one of our guests here. H, Tampa Rapper, is playing tonight at 7. He'll also be there. Cujo, moving into the future and thinking about this, you've been working with bass artists, right? Uh, Folks like Radio 3000. This hallmark of of Goody Mob was always really progressive in its musicality and and the way that it approached um, hip-hop. You know, Ray was alluding to how you, you know, spoke about common things from from a common standpoint and, and the common person and, and how you lifted uh, those people and that message up. But you guys also, uh, it was Atlanta. I mean, you're talking it's not just ghettos. It's like mansions and all that stuff. And and, and you guys were, were doing all of that. But as, as you work with bass artists, you know, I'm thinking of your new song with Radio 3000, um, all these new collaborations. I see you got the survival kit cover in the back. That's kind of the return of Goody Mob. Can you talk about um, some of the sounds and techniques that you're discovering uh, in these new collaborations as you push uh, your artistry and Goody Mobs forward? Man, like I said, man, you got to pour you got to pour the, the good things into the youth. You know what I'm saying? Radio three thousand is way younger than me. You know what I mean? But he was on the he's on the same level. You know what I mean? He's damn near on the same level as I am. Cause he he put the hook down and and he put his verse down. So I'm listening to this young brother thinking on on an older man's thought process. So I'm like, man, okay, so it, we might have we might have some um we, it might be, it might be a counter for us in, in hip hop, and then plus, um, I dropped a new song with a brother by the name of Rohan Solo. Mm-hmm. He does EDM, mm-hmm. and that was something that was something new for me. You know, I was introduced to him, and he sent me a couple tracks, and I was like, I don't know, man. I I don't know if I could find a hop on this. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So I sat with it for a few a few days. And I came up with that first line. I was like, uh-oh. I got the first line. Oh, man, it's over. So I mm-hmm. sent it to him. Man, he's just blowed away. This is a brother from, he's he's from Georgia, but he's from another country, man, like India or something like that. Mm. So it's about, for me, especially in 2024, man, it's definitely about broadening my, my discography. Because when I come back to Goody Mob, I like to come back to Goody with more value. You know what I mean? Like, my brother CeeLo, when he comes to the group, you know what he brings. He brings that value too, along with Gip and along with Timo. So I just wanna, you know what I'm saying, just 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 uh, get my numbers up, man, and and dealing with different artists and not being scared to attack different music, man. It's it, it's time out for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not scared to try new things with the music. 
And H, you know, like, I'll put you in the same category as Goody Mob in a way, in terms of, like, hip-hop elder statesman in a way. You know, you guys have been around for a long time. You've you've built scenes around you. Uh, you bring a lot of young people up. I mean, if you go to a cypher, what you're going to see is a lot of young, hungry people coming here. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you like me framing it this way, and Sandman's kind of the same uh, way. But they all, they, you have to go through Sandman or H to kind of make it in, in the Tampa uh, hip-hop scene. Um and um, I'm, I'm wondering, H, as, as you see the legacy of, of a band like Goody Mob, um, what parallels do you see in your own journey? And, and how do you view the future, uh, your own future um, in hip hop here? H, I know you got a brand new song out. You know, you're finally, they finally got you back out there rapping on the record and stuff. So what's your future in, in this scene look like? And, and how that, how's that going to play out here? I mean, really, I, I like to connect the dots. I like to connect the young, the young guys, you know, put them together. Everybody has a, you know, I could do it myself mentality. So, mm-hmm. you know, my goal in the next, I want to say five to 10 years, man, I want to put these artists on the road. I want to be able to connect these young, talented cats to the cats in the industry that's looking for a new sound because Tampa has a very unique sound. And mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of artists here with a lot of talent. They just don't have that, you know, um, that platform as big as like in Atlanta. But Atlanta's right up the street. So, you know, uh, it's, it's about getting these guys on the road. And the Internet is a huge place. So yes. me, me personally, I just want to really just start connecting the dots and, and using my influence and the people that I've met from up there to down here, you know, everywhere, anywhere I can find. You know, that's the, that's one of the reasons why I I, um, I did the H and Friends. Like they booked me for the festival and I just I want to bring along some young, talented guys and some new guys. You know what I'm saying? I got mm-hmm. Fresh P performing. Um, Keezy and uh, Be Selfless, and those are three guys who I I would definitely put my money on best shows in the city. I mean, between Keezy and Fresh P, I believe they're the most talented guys on the on the stage. And I, you know, I just want to showcase them tonight. You know, as well. You know, I've done my thing, so you know, I want to always bring somebody with me that you know may not have that connection to have to get on that stage. So you know, they're excited. They're excited. It's their first time on a, on a big stage like this. So so I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of glad to, to watch them. Like I'm gonna do my thing, and I'm but I'm gonna be more like the proud parent watching them. Right. Like oh yeah yeah, yeah. how you gonna do right. it? You know, uh, Can I'll you guys like, tell us about the about the Tampa sound? You just mentioned it, uh, H. What? How do you describe that to somebody who's not plugged in? I mean, in? right right now, and it's kind of it's all over the place. Okay, but you know, kinda like Tampa, big, huh? Kind of like Tampa, all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like the sound, is, but it's grown. You know, it's grown, and it's it's a lot. You know, you have like guys like the Pusha Preems who who got the Afro beats thing going. You got my man uh, Jay Dante who has a really crazy palette of just R and B. You know, and right now, and I think that's where rap's going. I think R and B is really taking over the everything. And I think when you merge that R and B with rap, especially mm. the younger R and B. I mean, yeah. it's a whole new, it's a whole new thing, and, and Tampa has a very, they have some very shout out to Kalia, but you know, Tampa has a very um huge R and B like stronghold. I think Kalia was on the Voice. Yeah, yeah, but she yeah, was on the Voice. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Tampa, yeah. Tampa's got it, man. I think, I think it's some, it's some, it's some gems here. So you know, hopefully, you know, when um, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll connect some dots, man. We'll hopefully we'll connect right. some dots, especially this weekend, man. If I can get in touch with you guys, you know, with the Goody Mob, man, and just get y'all a little thumb drive with some 
mm-hmm. some artists or something, man. Oh, yeah. Speaking Happy of uh, Fresh P and artists, we got Fresh P uh, joining us on the air right now. Uh, Fresh oh, P, word. are you there? Yes, I'm here. Y'all hear me? Yes, sir. You're on the air with Cujo from Goody Mob and H. It's DJ Sandman in the building, too. All right. First thing I want to say is congratulations to everybody that is on this show right now. I want to say that so y'all can give yourselves a round of applause. Appreciate <laughs> that, bro. Thank you, thank you, Pete. Second thing I want to say is um, Sandman and H. Uh, since I've been doing music in town, I just want to let you guys know I appreciate you guys. And Mr. Ray also, when she came aboard and seen the things that I was able to do, I appreciate you guys making the lane for all the local artists and local talent to be able to shine. But I have a question for H. H, by you being from Delaware, what made you just come to our city and just be like, I want to make a way for these artists to shine? Like, by you just not even being from here, what made you even come up with the concept to come up with the cipher to just, you know, like, and it's just running so long, but, like, what made you just start that whole concept and things like that? Well, I, you know, it's funny because Sandman's on here right now, but Sandman was one of the first guys who really, you know, accepted me into his his world with TampaHipHop.com. And he would invite me out to these um, events that I didn't know was going on. I was in the dark because I just moved here. And in Philly, um, we used to do a lot of stuff in Philly. And it's a big, it's a community thing, man. If you don't give back to your community, they ain't really rocking with you. That's why they love people like AI and Michael Vick because they did a lot in, in that Philadelphia community. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt like here in Tampa, like, it was a scene that was kind of se- separated, like between like the, the boom bap and then like the street side. And I, I was kind of rocking with both sides. So I wanted to open it up for, for everybody, have a space because I didn't have a space. Because in, in back in those days, if you didn't make club music, then you wasn't really jumping on no club shows. You can't go to a, a regular club and see a performance like today. Like today, you you can go to any club any night and somebody perform. So when I came, you know, I, I just wanted to change the scene and make it more accessible for, you know, the out-of-towner as far as the in-towner and just create a, a space where everybody was welcome. And it was like, whether you had lyrical rap or it was just some, some, some what they call struggle rap or you just want to make dance music, whatever you want to do, you can come to the cypher. And that's mm-hmm. the key, you know, of us running 18 years now. And mm-hmm. it started with Sandman and his platform at uh, Tampa Hip Hop. And, you know, with people like him and Sonny the Brown Fox at 88.5 and Lowdown. And, you know, they, they welcome they welcome me. So I paid it forward. You know? mm. That's the voice of H. He's performing tonight at 7 p.m. at Gasparilla Music Festival. So is our in-studio guest DJ Sandman. He kicks off the festival in downtown Tampa today at 4 p.m. We're joined also via Zoom by Cujo Goody from Goody Mob, who's playing tomorrow at 8 p.m. Uh, Cujo, I-, I wanted to ask you a question back on, on, on this um, future stuff and, and what you have going on. I also want to go on the record to say that I love Andre 3000's flute record. Um, I like that he's opening a lot of doors for rappers to show off this other things that, that they do. You're, you're in the studio studio right now they can't see it but on zoom do you have an instrumental album laying around cujo what what, what do you got uh, <laughs> the auto heart I, I don't have an instrumental album floating around but i do have instrumentals out i learned that from dad diligence say man put it all out the instrumental the acapella 
put it all out. You know what I mean? So I got that from him. But yeah, I just recently dropped the album called Area 51. Area 51. So you get a chance, man, go check that out. Area 51. And um, yeah, man, it's about just being inspired, man. You know what I'm saying? And just being motivated because you don't know who's looking at you. You know what I mean? Or, who, or who's watching you. You know what I mean? So, and I got a double hand salute you too, eight man. That's 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 definitely honorable to let people come up and get it off. You know what I mean? Because that's gonna do more than what you even think is gonna do for people like that. Because I remember people let me up on the stage and did my thing, and I never forgot that. You know what I mean? So that's how we gonna have. That's how we gonna have. That's how we gonna have to keep this thing that we call hip hop going. We gonna have to when it's time to. Lay the torch down for a second and pick it up. Give it to give it to that young brother, that young sister, because right. that's going to that's going to inspire you to get the torch again and pick it back up and just keep the cycle going. You know what I mean? So, and I like to come down and you say y'all got some called cipher. Yeah, yep, yep. Yes, I. I- H been running cipher for about two decades now down there. I mean, you go up there on, on any night, and wow. you'll see the best talent um, in the city. Wow. Kuja, I want to ask you a side question since I don't think I'll ever get to talk to you to get in my life. This is crazy. Um, I think I think you once had a line. You're kind of famous for being the muscular guy um, in in Goody Mob. I think there was one time at uh, uh, Mayor Franklin's house. There was some girls all kind of trying to beat up Timo, and you pulled them all off. Uh, I think that was a long time ago. <laughs> Um, but um, I want to ask you about this line. I forget what song I, I, it was. Even Tyson can get laid down um, with this tool. Yeah, even Tyson can get laid down with this tool just because the name say good and you take us for fools. Yeah, I remember that verse. But then I want to ask you if you remember this, and and I want to know how you felt. I, th- I think uh, Mike Tyson walked up on you at one of these BET awards, and and he confronted you. Um, do you remember that interaction? Uh, was he serious? Were you scared? Cause you still pretty muscular, man, and you were pretty big back then too. Man, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I don't even remember that. Okay. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember. Cause I mean, back then, like I say, the culture was man, forties are old e. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Some good, a good, a good blunt, man. That was our thing, man. So I mean, they, of course, man. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot of run in with Tyson in in California a few times. I know one time. <laughs> I think either Timo might have stepped on his foot or he might have stepped on Timo's foot or something like that. And they got to looking at each other like that eye to eye. And I think we might have ran into him another time. I think that's probably what prompted that. That's what inspired verse, you know that what I mean? verse right there. Just, yeah, but it was just rap, you know what I mean? Ain't no, ain't no way I'd be able to match up against a brother like that, man. You know what I mean? So big up to Tyson, man. Ain't got number love for the OG. <laughs> but you know, right. man, it was all about trying to make your verse. Cause look, man, Big Boy came on before me on that verse. Dre came on before me on that verse. So, man, I was up under the gun. You know what I mean? So I had to, I had to come up with some innovative. You know what I'm saying? Some creative. You know what I mean? And uh, and you had to let them know that, that's hip hop. You had to let them know <laughs> that's hip hop, man. Right. Yeah, I would never, never do nothing like that to that brother, man. But I, like I said, we was young back then. You do a lot of crazy, dumb things and say a lot of crazy things when you're young. But the good thing about it is if you're able to come back and rectify those things and kind of explain those things, and then, hey, man, we're good. We got another call here. Yeah, let's turn to the phones and welcome DeAndre from Tampa. Got a question for the guest? Andre. 
Hey, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> and I'm talking about nutrition. Y'all works have been exactly that from the inception, from the beginning. I just want to thank you all for that, particularly um, for especially that South Sound, because it really helped, uh, really helped uh, elevate thinking in, in general, you know, and humility even when you really think about sometimes how music can be influential on people yes. and their thinking. Yes. So, um, I want to ask this, though, because I was actually something of a B-boy around this way in the mm -hmm. and it was troublesome. It was, it was, and honestly, now and even then, it was such a international proliferation of b boying and b girling that was happening, and with mm -hmm. something that's a growth internationally, but not yes. so much here after the eighties. Um, maybe mm -hmm. and definitely in some circles, and depending on location, you know, area code, area code, zip code, zip code. That's like mm -hmm. when it comes to that but it just seemed to a degree it didn't do so well i want to say with the south as it should have been i wanted to know i have my observation i expressed i was wondering with what y'all's was and i'm trying mm. to escape being selfish and say hey i got some instrument uh like actual <laughs> musical instrument patents i'm trying to get a hold of i was wondering for some help but anyway about b-boying uh, mm, what mm. y'all's international observation on a lot of those things, especially when it comes to coming back home, the, uh, you know, out versus at home. You know, thank you, right. thank you, Andre. Off the air. Right, man. Well, I'm I'm getting to. He's talking about the um, the the elements of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Breaking, uh, DJing, uh, rapping, and graffiti. And I heard it some more. But uh, man, I was in, I was strongly influenced by movies that came up out of New York, like Beach Street, uh, Breaking, Crush Groove. Those that was my introduction to to hip hop, New York hip hop, and the culture of it. You know what I mean? The clothes. You know what I mean? Uh, the cars they drove, how they talked. It made it down to the South because I can remember in eighty. Maybe 84, 83, 84. I'm in a I'm in a gym breakdancing. I got a I'm on crutches. I already broke my leg. So I'm gonna try to windmill, you know what I'm saying? So I'm in there windmilling. <laughs> windmilling with a cast on. And I forgot how to stop, but I just heard I heard a crack. I'm like, oh, man, I, done, I done dislocated my shoulder or my arm or whatever. But man, when I tell you, man, the South was lit with the b-boying, I'm talking about the whole thing. I'm talking about gazelles, kangos, Adidas suits, suede Adidas. I'm talking about, man, ticking, all that graffiti, man, they were on it. But you're, you're right. It did get to a point to where they didn't dance no more. All they did was this. Mm -hmm. Right. You feel right, what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> so... So it, it it was a it was a two it was a two edged sword type thing as far as dancing not dancing for the establishment and then two is like okay yeah we ain't dancing no more we really on something some player gangster type stuff right now but we will get a good and kind of like slow drag a dance with her but but like yeah we was down here we had this thing called the yeek where it's like it was all type of culture man as far as like dancing so. 
you know, unfortunately, yeah, it didn't kind of it didn't kind of make it to the big to the big screen like that because I don't think that was the origin of what the uh, what Atlanta was about. And Kuja, as we as we run out like, of time uh, here, can you tell us what to expect at the festival this weekend? I mean, you have fans that saw you at the Ritz, they saw you on the Badoo tour. What should Tampa expect tomorrow night when Goody Mob hits the stage? If you can tell us in a minute. Oh man, I want y'all to check out our. Um, we got a new DJ. His name is DJ Poppy. Man, y'all gonna love him. You definitely gonna love him. He's from the Midwest. Got nothing but that flavor with him. And oh uh, man, we just gonna bring a little bit of that soul food down, down there, man. Mm. You know how we do it. Some of that, some of that get up, get out. Some of that black ice. You know what I mean. Some of that cell therapy. You know, a little sprinkle here, a little sprinkle there, man. We just gonna we gonna bring the ATL up there, bro. Heard that. Cujo, thank you so much for joining us. Our guest today on The Skinny has been Cujo Goody from The Goody Mob playing Gasparilla Music Festival tomorrow night at 8 p.m. We're also joined by Zoom by H. He plays at 7 p.m. tonight. He's going to bring all of his best friends up on stage. DJ Sandman is in the building today. He's going to actually kick off Gasparilla Music Festival today at 4 p.m. It's a three-day festival. More information is at gasparillamusic.com. He's going to play a couple Goody Mob records. Um, I want to thank you, Sandman, for being thank you, here. Thank you. Um, I want to thank you, Ben, for running uh, uh, that side of the, the board today as uh, Mitch is gone. Spaceship, thank you so much for your help on the phones. You're listening to WMNF Tampa today. I would love it if you stayed uh, with 88.5 because I just got a kiss blown to me from Joellen Schilke. She's in Studio One. Art in your uh, ear um, is up next. We're going to continue celebrating all the creative people um, in Tampa. Cujo Goody, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you on Saturday me. night. Um, you yes, listen to WF Tampa. Let, let's get free. All right. Third South. I put my number in the chat, man, so give me a holler, bro, team. All right. That's for eight and for Sam, man. Where's <clears throat> this chat at? seems to really know but I won't accept that this is how it's gonna be therefore you got to let me and my people go cause I wanna be free completely free Lord won't you please